Hi, this is Damon Pistolka, host of the Faces of Business, where I talk with interesting people sharing life and business experiences to entertain, engage, build community, and provide information to help others succeed. If you're interested in learning more about one of our guests or how we are helping business owners generate wealth and build businesses they can sell or succeed at Exit Your Way, you can find more information on our website, ExitYourWay.com, or by contacting me directly, Damon at ExitYourWay.com. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, everyone. Welcome once again to the Faces of Business. I am your host, Damon Pistolka, and I am very excited for our guest today because we have Noah Graff here. We're going to be talking about serendipity strategies for business success. We got Noah is from Graff Pinkert. They they are a used CNC. I'll let you explain it better tonight. Machinery dealer. You're also the host of the Swarfcast podcast. Welcome, Noah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is really interesting. I have never done a, a live podcast before. And um, after having done like 200 episodes, like it's, it's always fun to be on somebody else's episode and just uh, have the tables turned and yeah. get to see myself in a different way. So yeah. I, I really appreciate you having me let's let's get it started what do you got damon well so so tell me a little bit so you um we always like to start out with people's history kind of how did you get into what you're doing today and then and then we'll work into the topic because you you approached and, and we met through your interesting talk you know subject of serendipity in business and i just want to hit this hard when we get to the end of it but how did we get here how did Noah get here today? What's been kind of your path? What's what's happening in your world? Yeah, well, I guess that's that's all about serendipity. One thing leading to another. Um, yeah. So I work in a family business, um, buying and selling used machine tools. Uh, people ask how I got into it. Um, the first answer is nepotism. Um, this <laughs> it just happens sometimes. It happens so it just so happens that my grandfather started this company, Graf Pinkert, 80 years ago. And then my father and my uncle were in the business. My uncle, he's in a different business now. But, um, you know, it had always been something I'd been around. hadn't known what I was going to do for a while. Um, and then in college, I majored in film. Uh, I made some documentaries. I was sort of interested in getting into that. And meanwhile, my dad, who has a master's in journalism, he had combined his two passions of the machinery business and um, and writing and had started his own B2B magazine about our industry, the specifically the turn parts, the screw machine industry. And so it's 2005 and I'm 25 and I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. Um, and he, he, he lures me in. He's like, look, you know, broadband is coming. He was like about two years ahead of his time. You know, we're, you could come in, you can make video stories to go along with, you know, all, uh, all the stuff we're doing. And so I, I go in and I give it a shot and then I start writing and blogging and eventually um, come about 2011, we just took the whole thing online because print was dead. And mm -hmm. uh, and so we had it online. We were blogging, et cetera. And, um, and then about five years ago, I started Swarfcast, which is a podcast about the same stuff we talk about uh, with today's machining world, that's the name of the magazine. Mm -hmm. um, used to be a magazine, now it's a blog. And it, you know, we're very into stories of people in the business and speaking our mind about whatever we think our listeners, readers would be interested in. 
um, my dad writes a blog every week and we, we send it out to a zillion people. And then I, I put out a podcast and or sometimes a blog. Mm -hmm. um, and we interview shop owners uh, and people who um, we feel like are, are going to help them in their business. People in specifically the machining business, the turn parts business. And so, you know, I, I do that maybe 10 to 20% of my time. And then the rest of the time I buy and sell used machinery around the world. And I like to call myself a treasure hunter. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, I, I, people ask me how, how'd you get that, that idea of treasure hunter. And, um, so it was about 2008, 2007. I was going in through, through a transition in my life. Not that I'm not still, uh, and I was seeing an analyst and, uh, he, at the same time, I was making a, a documentary about all of the Chicago locations of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So I was going to all the Chicago locations and like recapturing the magic of the film. And you can watch the whole thing on YouTube. It's called Saving Ferris. And oh man, I'm gonna do. Yeah, I mean, it was it was really fun. We we I we got a Ferrari replica. And we went into the house that he's in and we took it down Lakeshore Drive, went to the Cub game, went went to all these houses that where the movie takes place, where he's running through all the backyard. Mm -hmm. So I'm telling my analyst this and, and he's like, well, you know, you're a treasure hunter, you know, just just like all this stuff that you're doing, you're scouting your locations. Um, you're going around the world looking for interesting machines uh that are undervalued that are you know in crazy places and you know it it, it creates so much better of a romantic framework in your head versus you know i go and i buy dirty machinery from 50 years ago that nobody wants and then i sell it to somebody else for more money than i bought it for which is is also true mm -hmm. um but you know it's it's more fun to be a treasure hunter and i think when you have that in your mind it can it can change the tone it, it can change the way you go about things and and uh, you know when when i connect with other dealers i call them on the phone and i go so do you do you got any treasure what do you got for me today yeah and, and so that's, that's, that's what I do. Uh, a lot of our business, you know, you mentioned serendipity, uh, I think in the introduction and this is a word my, my dad always liked to use, you know, one thing leads to another and you just, you just mm -hmm. sort of feel like you're, you're getting lucky, you know? Yeah. And, and then I interviewed a guy for our podcast for Swarfcast. Um, I believe it's episode 123. And it's with a guy named Christian Bush, who wrote a book recently, um, about a year or two ago, called The Serendipity Mindset. And in this book, it's got all these different tactics, all these different strategies of how you can find serendipity. So it's not just a dumb luck. You know, yeah. I, I fell into this one thing because you ever notice how there are certain people who always seem to be in the right place at the right time, you know, mm -hmm. like these really lucky people. And there are ways that you can do this. So, you know, so you find these crazy machines. I mean, like to the treasure hunter. Yeah. I mean, we've I've bought machines. I bought a machine in Slovenia for uh, a Spanish customer. Um, I, f I found this this machine online from this Slovenian dealer, and I got together with it. And it was like the most esoteric machine. There's just like a few of them in the world, hence the mm -hmm. reason why we would go to Slovenia. And uh, 
the machine was in a barn and you could hear cows mooing in oh, wow. in the room next door um yeah. or you know i we we actually bought some machines this was before i was there but we bought some machines in in the caves uh under kansas city because oh my goodness the u.s we had this arsenal of yeah. oh you know you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah this wasn't there like old salt mines or something like that under kansas city that they're they're mines of some sort that now they use them for you know storage and other things in there yeah yeah so yeah. like i guess during the korean war our government was trying to prepare for for the next war and so they had these huge chronomatic mm-hmm. multi-spindle screw machines and and they kept it in there but anyways back to the serendipity um you, you want me to talk about well let's let's strategies talk, I got, or, I got some questions about this because you you you've it's got to be i think about this first of all from your dad yeah being in this business you know he's second generation your dad's second generation your third generation in this business so second generation person he's he's got a, a working or got to use machinery the dealer however he's part of it and he decides to write a, a blog or have a magazine what was the what what was his deal there? Because most people are like I'm slinging, I'm slinging machines, right? And that's what I got to do. But he's talking about I got to write. What, what was sort the, of? I think it's sort of like me with the film stuff, actually, and the podcast stuff. Like he he grew up, um, you know, around the business and liked the business, but then um, he decided. He he had always been really interested in writing ever since he was a kid. He he yeah. always he laughs about um, sending stories to Reader's Digest when he was a kid and oh, wow. having, having stuff published. So at University of Michigan, um, he I guess he well he he enlisted in the name to dodge the draft, and then uh-huh. uh, then after that he came back and he went he got a master's in journalism. Um, but then he, and he, then he met my mom and they decided to have a family and he had the choice whether he wanted to like go with some of his colleagues and, you know, go work for the New York times or whatever, or join the family treasure hunting business. And he, he liked both. And so he did that. And then he back in like the late eighties or nineties, he had he started his own thing he calls it like a zine he, he had a zine before everybody has a zine and it was called the graph pinkert times yeah and um and then later uh he decided to start um he actually he started a website he believed he he, he started a website i think in I don't know the late 90s he, he oh my he figured he he figured he was gonna have this blog and like sell out his blog and and he, again he was a little ahead of his time uh and then that didn't catch on because people weren't ready for it and so mm-hmm. they started a magazine called screw machine world because screw machines are what we specialize in um turn parts that go into everything from aerospace to medical to automotive and then later on they wanted to make it a little bit more you know still machining but they changed it to today's machining world because um you know a lot of the screw machining companies they run other kinds of cnc lathes Mm and so as you know, our business changed some. We still specialize in the multi-spindles, but we sell CNC lathes and, you know, whatever we think our customers are interested in. But it's still, mm-hmm. you know, you wanna, don't want to be doing the same thing everybody else is doing, right? So yeah, be versatile, but we, we're not exactly generalists. And there's a place for being a generalist, uh, but... I, I don't know. We, we, we think we, you know, I, I feel like the machines. So I, I work with this guy, Rex, he was kind of my 
I apprenticed under him. We'd go on the road finding stuff. And he always said, the machines you make the most money on are the dirty machines and the weird machines that nobody really knows what the heck they are. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's that one of the things about the screw machines is people don't really know what they're worth sometimes, or they look old, you know, a mechanical screw machine. I was born in 1980. So if a mechanical screw machine is, um, was built after I was born, I, I consider it, uh, a, it's considered a, a relatively new screw machine. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that, you know, so that that's kind of how it morphed. So it went into today's machining world and then it went online. And then um, do you know what the word swarf means? Yes. But okay. to explain it, explain it to the people that yeah, don't. most people probably don't know it. It's sort of a I think it's a British term. Um, all the chips and grime in the bottom of the machine. That's called swarf. Uh, and so when my dad started screw machine world his like personal column was called swarf because it was like i'm getting into the guts you know the but this is good it's it's good dude because you guys you guys took something that you go to any other machinery dealer right any other machinery dealer any kind of machines different stuff right and you guys did something to stand out. And it's really interesting to me that your father thought about this in, you know, like you said, whenever it was in the nineties and, and thinking about this, building a website, going online, doing the things that nobody else was doing. Yes. Ahead of the time, but what has carried throughout and we'll continue to talk about it here is he, that differentiating factor, both you're specializing in equipment and you have something that you're connecting with people in the industry through today's machining world. I think, yeah, you, you, you totally hit it. The thing is, I think both of us, we, could we make more money maybe if we didn't do the other stuff? Um, because it takes quite a bit of our time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, maybe, but, you if you have something that you're passionate about that really that keeps you in the game uh you know it it you know we we do it for that you know i yeah. I, I think i we do spend a lot of time people probably some of the people at in our company probably get annoyed because they they see us working on on stuff like that but and, and it does it you know it is a part of the business a lot of yeah. people eventually say oh you know finally one day they buy a machine and they go oh my god i've been following you for 20 years and yes we and we've gotten into this selling buying and selling companies now machining yeah. companies yeah. and we sold one this year and the guy called and said um you know the reason i i went with you was because i heard your ad on your podcast that you guys do this. Yeah. So I was like, all right, five years of the podcast. And now we sold the company, which yeah. Damon, I'm sure, you know, that would, that would probably really get your juices flowing. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you guys have, you guys have done something. You've built a community around today's machining world that is, is around your business. It helps to differentiate you and create, advocates for your business i'm sure you get people because of this long term you're there graph pinkard is there they got today's machining world you get people calling you up all the time that have machines i'm sure that they they got they they've heard about you they got a machine they want to get rid of it or they want one yeah i i don't know if it's really if they call because it does give us credibility. It mm -hmm. does. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm just being honest with you. I don't know if I feel like people call if they think that you have something that they want to buy or they want to oh, yeah. sell. Uh, yeah. They, yes, they might call for advice because um, they've seen it and 
maybe, you know, somebody who has a venture and they want to work with us. Uh, but usually it's, I mean, that's what's on the, it's on the, the damn website, whether they, but I, I do think, I think it's part of the whole serendipity thing. Again, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it is totally, it's all connected and it's, I think it connects us mentally also and it keeps mm-hmm. us in the game. It keeps our, our heads right. And, um, so that's the story with that. Yeah. So you talked about this. What, what is one of the big nuggets that you found in your treasure hunts that sticks out in your mind? You talked about the one in Slovenia. You talked okay, about. Okay, I got a good one. Okay, yeah. I got a good one. Um, but I, you know, before I get to that, I want to tell you what some of the, what some of the strategies are, and then that'll lead into some of these. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Treasure hunting things. So, okay, so and I, I didn't make this up, but you know, I, I've really made a study of this guy. His name, his his name is Christian Bush, and um. So he's got several things. What one thing he likes is it's called serendipity bombs. So say you are looking for something, say you're looking for uh you you have a couple dream guests that you want on your podcast. You rather than just like email one or contact one, like email six of them because one might stick. You know, it seems like a very simple thing, like it's it's a numbers game, but it's like, you know, bombing in the foot in football. You just mm-hmm. throw it up and sometimes really good things will happen. Yeah. So so that's one thing. Um, pretty obvious. Uh, another thing is called serendipity hooks. And this is this is one of these gold things that really it changes your mindset and then it creates discovery. So, you know, a good, this, this is where you say things in your conversation that, that trigger new things happening, triggers magic. So for instance, if somebody asked me what I do for a living, I mean, first, I don't know if I even, I don't know if I love that question. Anyways, I, I, I don't, uh, but anyways, if somebody asked me what I do for a living, rather than just say, oh, I'm a machinery dealer. First of all, if I say that, everybody's just going to go, huh? You know? So I say, well, you know, I'm a used machinery dealer. I'm also uh, a podcast host. And I, um, you know, I'm I'm also really into salsa dancing i've been doing it a long time but now lately i just haven't had that much time to do it because i have a one and a half year old son who just keeps me really busy so all of a sudden you have four or five things to talk about all of a sudden that strikes a chord with people and you know they may not have anything to say to you about one or two of them but uh, you know I, i i was surprised and I guess I shouldn't have been, but I, when you tell people about having a child, like that's one of the like number one things that gets people's interest and yeah. creates a conversation. Oh, I have a one and a half year old. What, you know, what, what, what's, what kind of crazy stuff does he do? Right. Yeah. Um, so for instance, you know, I might use this with machinery dealing, you know, like where, Say um, I have a Swiss CNC machine, like a citizen Swiss CNC machine. They're used a lot in like medical parts. And somebody contacts me about it and they saw it on the website. Rather than just like send them a quote and be done with it, Mm -hmm. I will look at their website. I'll find out what other machines they have on their website. And then I'll see what, what the heck I have, right? Because so they're asking for a citizen, but maybe they also have stars and I have a star in stock. That's another, that's like an alternative to a citizen. 
So then I call them and we talk about the machine. And then I go, you know, I, I noticed on your website, you have star machines. You know, we happen to have a whole bunch of those as well. And all of a sudden, because you called and you made a connection, yeah. that's like very key for creating serendipity. But again, you brought up something totally different in the conversation than the original question. And all of a sudden, maybe something totally better started. And we do the same thing lately. We've been, you know, our, our one of our latest businesses is buying and selling machining companies. So after I'm done with like every conversation, uh, I insert the hook, you know, uh, we buy and sell machining companies. Have you guys ever thought about growing through acquisition? And I, I generally don't like to ask people if they want to sell their company. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like if you, if you ask them about one question, the other one will come out mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and maybe I'll say, or do you happen to know of anybody that wants to buy or sell a company? And some of the ones for sale, they, that's how they came out. Um, so you asked, you know, um, about a story. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a story using some of those, some of those things. Um, all right. So this was, uh, this was back 2016. I know this cause or 2017, I had just started dating my, my future wife. And, uh, back then things were really fun because pre COVID you get to travel all over the world for yep. machines The the older folks I work with, they, they don't feel like traveling anywhere. So I'm the guy that gets to travel. So there's a machine called an index. This is a CNC multi-spindle screw machine. This is like, you want to make millions of parts and they're really complicated. The, this is like the state of the art thing. If you bought one now, you know, you're talking like two and a half million dollars. Mm -hmm. But the machines we sell, we like to say, we like to joke that we, we specialize in imperfect equipment. You, you don't really, make, you make money on the dirty, weird ones, right? Yeah, the dirty and weird, like you said. So there's a machine. This was an MS42 from 1999. They stopped making these like in the late 90s. And, um, it had a guy in Brazil who was interested, a guy named Rogerio. And um, there was a guy named Wolfgang in Germany who I had talked to. I had seen this, this MS-42 online. And I say, hey, Wolfgang, you know, I'm interested in the machine. He gives me a price. He's like, okay, go. Um, it's, it's like three hours from Stuttgart. We'll reserve the machine for you. So Rogerio and I, we fly over to Stuttgart. He flies from Brazil. We drive three hours. We go see the machine. Really likes it. And he says, okay, this is good. I need to go home and talk to my boss. Um, and, you know, can you hold it for me for a week? And I said, look, I'm happy to hold it for you. But I know in this business when people hold things, that it's not exactly a hold. And so he goes home. I stay, I go back to Stuttgart. Next morning, I call them to make sure the machine is reserved. I'm lying in bed. I call him and he says, sorry, the machine's been sold. <laughs> so, you know, I flew all yeah. over. Flew yeah. And it works for the guy from Brazil, right? Um, and what I always do is whenever I go somewhere, particularly when I don't have a wife or a kid, uh, I leave a bunch of time to go visit other people because things always seem to be happening while you're traveling. I don't know why. Like you're out of your paradigm, adventures, serendipity. They always seem to happen. Mm -hmm. So I'm lying in bed. I'm just like, all right. You know, I decide to... At the time, I didn't really know what it was, but I, I throw a serendipity bomb. 
I call my friend Javier, the same guy who went and bought the machine from Slovenia. He He's our best index customer, and he's in Barcelona, Spain. I call him, and I said, hey, Javier, do you have anything you want to you wanna sell? And he goes, well, actually, you know, we have like three MS-42s, you know, from like 1999. And that was like, oh, my God, like, this is crazy. I'm getting on a plane. I'm going to Barcelona right now, which no offense to Stuttgart, but Barcelona is like, you know, a lot more fun. Amazing. So, yeah, go to Barcelona, check out the machines. They look good. I call Rogerio. Rogerio is like, these look good. But, you know, I I have to, um, you know, I, I need a couple weeks to come back. This time I was able to get a hold because I, I, you know, I yeah. know them pretty well. So I get a hold. And then uh, my wife, she just so happened to have lost her job. Um, like, and she didn't really like that job anyway. So, you know, it sucked, but it was a good thing in the end. Yeah. So I was like, well, look, I have to go back for these machines, you know, and you don't have a job right now. Why don't you just come with me? We'll, we'll just, travel all over Europe looking at machines and, you know, and, and mess around. And so we do it. We go there and, uh, end up selling the machines to Rogerio. I sell them two instead of one. Oh my goodness. Make like way more money. Yeah. And then we had a vacation out of it. And then while I'm there, this guy from, um, Holland calls looking for this crazy, strange uh, multi-spindle screw machine that I had seen from my friend Paolo in Milan. And I was like, wait a second. I, I know of this machine. So like get, so we, we had planned to go from Spain and then go to, um, go to Denmark and, uh, and go look at some machines in Sweden. But on the way, I'm like, hey, let's make a stop in, in Milan. Go yeah. make a stop in Milan. That's too bad they had to do that. Sell these sell these two machines. And it all came because of a deal that went wrong. Yeah. So, you know, there were several things going on. There was serendipity bomb. There's serendipity hook. I went and called and asked him about something specific. I didn't say, like, how are you? whatever mm-hmm. and and then another serendipity thing is is he calls it connecting the dots so you want to have a huge network you want to you want to know lots of different kinds of people from all over the place and it's amazing when they come together and help you and one of the things he prescribes is that when you meet someone new you want to go through your brain and and go who else do i know that this person would benefit from like these two people could get together and so you create new dots mm-hmm. and by you connecting people it's like you create new connections in this universe it's like it all revolves around you and you just more serendipity comes and and you just create this whole world yeah that's awesome it's awesome and it, it it is it is incredible how that happens and like you said before we got on i believe or just you t- you were talking about how it just seems like some people are just lucky and this serendipity just goes comes to them but it's really because of how they're acting they're they're helping it along you know, yeah. your example of, of if I want a, a, a couple famous people on my podcast, send six different people emails because you got a better chance of it happening or you give people more options or, you know, creating this network like you're you're talking about is so key for long term in business because these are strategies that, yeah, it's serendipity. Yeah, it's it's a it's a word that you may not consider with business that often. But the results of creating serendipitous relationships and and 
and just having uh, your having your eyes and ears open constantly i mean yeah. it's always happening where like just like that story you know somebody calls about about one machine that you don't even have and then you go oh shoot i i know about this machine my friend randy in california told me about this machine the other day call up randy randy tells me about it and then boom make this whole another deal yeah of course i make it sound really easy um but and it it's not it's no it's like any business when business is good it it seems kind of easy and when it's bad um you know you're just like where where yeah where then you really have to like dig deep and Mm -hmm. and keep looking for the serendipity because it's there i guess it just okay keep searching for it you have to keep searching for it yeah yeah it is it's it um it's amazing in my experience how when you help good things happen with people how it comes back around you don't know when you don't know how but if you keep your eyes and ears open it does and you know that's why when you when when we talked about serendipity and talking about today and talking about serendipity strategies in business and I thought this really interesting because a lot of people in in your type of business or in many businesses think it's it's about this relationship what are we doing what are we exchanging what are we exchanging and it's money or it's equipment or you know whatever and it's really about exchanging goodwill in some cases or or, or giving so that people um, just so that you can give. That's not not for anything other than the of, of being able to help people because that's in this mag- imaginary bank that if it does two things. One, it makes you feel good. And if, if feeling good, that's do it for feeling good and for helping other people. Two, it's maybe it will, maybe doesn't need to because you've only got one benefit. You feel good because you help somebody. But that second piece that does come around every once in a while, you go, holy heck, this is connected. I mean, literally before we got on, and I would say that literally before we got on, you and I talked about this a long time ago about having you come on the face of the business. In between the time we talked about that, I got contacted by a company that I can't help, but I know that you probably can, or you have a much oh. better chance Total serendipity. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, we got to, I got to get you in touch with them. We got to do this thing. Cause it's like, it's like this stuff happens. And, and, and like you said, you build your network of, of great people. You do these things and, and it comes around. It's just so cool because a lot of people get stuck on, you know, we gotta, gotta do business this way. We're trying to get, 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 and it just doesn't work that good. It's not nearly as much fun. It's not as much fun. Yeah. I do you do you find though it not to get negative, but I I mean there are certain people in our business, a few, that are just rotten. And and they will they will do anything they can to to steal from you, to to screw you over. And these guys are survivors. Like I go, how is it that you've been in business for 40 years? How is it that anybody trusts you that that you haven't been totally smeared? It's amazing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't I mean, you know, again, I, I, this is just like a little negative. Um, but there there are there are in, in question, any but. any industry. There are there are people that are like that. There are people that will do things um, that's beneficial to them, even though they know it's not beneficial just, to the other person. They're just takers. They're taken. They're taken. And. I know it, it, it's like, I, I don't know. I, I can't explain it either. But yeah. It, I mean, like, like, I think I totally believe in everything you're saying about like, if you give, then things will come to you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I'm so like baffled by how these people that will just stab you in the heart if they can, they don't. And I don't even think they think they're doing anything wrong. I think they just think like, that's the world, right? Like that's what they've been taught. I don't but know. We keep we'll, we'll keep the conversation going in like a positive well, light. I mean, you know, we, we are just we are just laughing about them, but 
yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think I think you know what I think that's if that's their way, that's their way, man. I'm doing my way. That's the thing that, and I love the way you guys are doing it. I mean, all the way from your your dad starting the magazine of of all things. I like how ago. you're digging you're digging deep into the origins because the, I mean the origins cool because you guys you guys were doing stuff before anybody else, and then you know it's very rare that your father and you the journalistic, the creative part that you guys like, you, you share that that way. And you've been able to come all the way through and transition the magazine to the online to now the podcast and the other things that you guys are doing along with the magazine. It's really cool, man. And you probably, it probably happened. You didn't even realize how cool it was. It just happened. It just happened. I mean, we, we, yeah. we do realize it's cool. Um, yeah. I good. I've been, you know, I really try to work on being present and, uh, you know, just, you know, my dad's 79. Um, Mm -hmm. We know that nothing lasts forever, you know, like we're sitting across the table, arguing about a deal, arguing about (laughs) debating, debating about like, like today we spent 15 minutes just like going back and forth about like a title and a question at the end of his blog. Like what, you know, what are people going to answer? What are, what are people going to open, you know? And, and you have to like, just go and stop yourself for a second and go, this is, this is like precious. Like it is you, you know, like, you better stop and and enjoy this right now. And yeah. he just wrote a blog about it actually, and we published the latest podcast about it. It's it's called um, it's something. It's like why I'm still working or something. And and he published it as a blog. And then I said, you know, I think this would be a good. You know, we do. You know, most of the podcasts are interview podcasts, but then I've mm-hmm. gotten more into doing solo podcasts about serendipity. Yeah. And this is the first podcast where he pretty much did a a solo podcast. I had him read it and read his blog and I kind of produced it, did it yesterday. So it's kind of something different. Yeah. I just, I I go again, you guys, you guys in your creative abilities and what you're doing mixed with your business is, is really unique. It seems like that's something that you do. Well, I I I I do because I think we're you're unique. I'm unique, right? It doesn't matter what industry you're in, but the, I think you look at what have people done in to be stand out in their industry, right? And I don't care, just pick whoever, pick the automotive industry, pick whatever industry. There are people that were were that were willing to do things a little bit differently their way. And it really is, is, are there cool stories and they get to do some, some neat things. And you guys are, that's, I just, that's what I think. Um, it's nice and, when you have something like this and then, you know, you have somebody, it's like you, again, you, I mean, look, as you can tell, I'm sort of analytical and I'm, I'm constantly reflecting and, but still when somebody interviews you, you know, you, you kind of sit back and look at yourself and again you get present in the moment and and appreciate it yeah 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 i just so you guys are doing some good stuff man and and uh i really appreciate appreciate you sharing this and so if people want to look at some of these used screw machines that you guys have they go to your website, which is Graf Pinkert. Graf Pinkert. G R A F F P I N K E R T. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you can help them also with if they're if they've got a machining business, they're looking to buy more businesses, they're looking to sell businesses. You can help them with that. You guys have been in that for a long, long time, and and oh man, you guys just know what you're you. doing in that industry. So it's so cool. Um, so what are you excited about for 2024? Man, other I, than your year and a half old kid. I mean, I, I son. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I honestly I I don't know where the year's gone. 
Um, <laughs> You've got a year and a half year old child in the house. That's where the year's gone, man. This is the six cut right through that. That's, <laughs> that's true. trying to work. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, if you want to. And I, you know, and I'm always concerned about like things time slipping away and and not paying any attention and that's why i I keep a diary every single night i write down something i've learned every day i write down something serendipitous that happened to me today um because again i like you know it's scary when you go well what did i do this week what 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 did i do today um but to answer your question um what am I looking forward to in 2024? I honestly haven't even really thought about it. Um, there you go. As far as business wise, um, I think the, you know, the consulting, machining business, brokering, uh, we see growth there. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, you know, yeah, my my child. It's pretty amazing. Um, that you're you're gonna have a great year for that. I mean, these years are just. Crazy uh, how many fun. kids do you have? Dos. Dos. They're older, but they're but it was it's a ball. So I mean yeah. that right. I mean so that, and I'm looking forward to growing the podcast, and and who knows what else. I always have to have some strange, crazy project hanging over my head. Um, I would love to learn better to I'm working. I, I started doing goal setting more recently. Yeah. Um, there you go. You'd think that somebody, you know, 43 would, would have done something more formal, but I've, I've been doing like, um, you ever heard of a guy named Shad Helmstetter? No, he, I have not. He's written a lot of books about neuroplasticity and, um, no, I didn't even know the word neuroplasticity until it was explained to me, I guess. But the whole thing is self-talk. So this guy specializes wow. in in positive self-talk. You know, everybody everybody has negative self-talk. So like you wake up in the morning and you turn it on, put headphones on, and you just, he's got different things that he talks about. One is goal setting. You know, my, my wife, sometimes she laughs, but at it, you know, I set goals. I write them down. (laughs) I read the morning and night, you know, or I, you know, or you're a winner. Like, and so, yeah, I've been getting into that and that's cool. I I mean, seriously, there's a, there, there's, there are so many things that every year, in my life has brought me so many things that I realized I wish I would have learned many years sooner. And when you can learn them now, doesn't matter. And they are going to sound goofy. They may, you're going to think some of these are crazy, but they're not. They're not. There are so many people that, that have experienced things beyond us. And I think it's just a great example of, you know, you're reading, growing, continuing to, to try to explore new ways to be um, better at what you do as a father, as a person and in business. I mean, I like to think that I'm still, I'm just getting started. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your dad too. I mean, look at your dad. He's in that because he digs it, right? This is good stuff. And, uh, and it's, it's the way it should be. So well, I love your energy. You've got, yeah. you've, you've, I, I, and all the respect in the world to do a live podcast. Like you should see, you know, my stuff's edited, like, but usually, <laughs> usually me, it's all the ums and ahs. And I, I think that I'm the one that really gets edited. I, I, I was just, I was like, you, did I even write you an email? All I did was like fill out a thing online, right? Or we 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 knew each other through through another another friend of ours, and I'd gone out listen to some of your podcasts, and that's you how we, that's how we got out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. can tell that you've prepared. I really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, I just want to say thank you. 
Thank you. We're running out. We're running out of time here, Noah. Thanks. And I know time goes fast because it's fun. It's fun. You're you're a little you're a little apprehensive at the beginning. I said, no, man, we got this. We're gonna have fun because you are passionate about what you do. You guys are, you know, helping people with their equipment, helping people buy and sell businesses. And I enjoy it a lot. I really, really enjoyed this. This is one of the funnest interviews I've had. So awesome. Well done to you. You know what you're doing. How many podcasts have you done? A lot. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. A few hundred at least. And and how many do you do a day? I mean, or, or a week? Um, we do usually four. Yeah. You must have so many dots. How can you even keep track of all your dots? That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we have we have fun doing it. You have to enjoy it. You have to enjoy it. And and uh, but it is it is there's there's a lot of dots in the serendipity. It serendipity happens. Man. No offense against anybody out there, but really, if you have four new people every single week, like how can you have quality quality control over somebody? Well, it doesn't. It doesn't mean the dot is ever visited again. But there's some people that you connect with. There's some people that you that you're gonna do because if you don't go through, it's just like how many people did you date before you found the woman that you're married to? Enough. Yeah, yeah exactly. It happens in life. I know. I just feel friends. like I feel like I don't want to put anything out there unless I would. And I go. I I'm like I'd want to listen to this. You know, yeah. there there have only been like two or three podcasts where I've just thrown them out. Just like this, this just isn't good enough. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. More power to you. I think it's incredible. Yeah. So well done to you. All right. Well, man, Noah, thanks for being here today. Just hang on for a second because I want to thank the people that were listening, and then we're going to jump off and we'll finish up. So thanks, MD, for being here today, uh, Gene. Francois, thanks from Saudi. Awesome. We got and anybody else that's listening too. We appreciate you coming back every week. Uh, we'll be back again next Tuesday. More awesome guests. You know, this is just we love having people like Noah on that can teach us about how business, life, serendipity in this case come together. And it's just so much fun. Thanks everyone for being here. Noah. Thanks Thank again. Hang out just for a moment and we'll catch it. We'll finish things up after we're not live. Yeah. 